this is Sudanya here and welcome to my podcast, Sue Says. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited that you're here. If you've heard any of the previous episodes of the podcast or perhaps heard the trailer, you'd know that this podcast is really just the ramblings and thoughts of a 30-something girl, as well as a small and rather humble attempt to spread a little bit of positivity and a little bit of cheer online. Um, In today's episode, I'm going to be discussing something that we've all experienced or we probably will experience at some some point in our life, the imposter syndrome. Um, I'm going to be talking a little bit about what exactly the imposter syndrome is and its telltale signs, as well as how the imposter syndrome has become an excuse for toxic workplace cultures in today's um, working environment. I'm also going to focus a little bit on how we can build our confidence levels and um, use this to overcome or curb the imposter syndrome and become the sort of individuals that we aspire to be. So I hope this has piqued your interest enough to stick around for the entire episode. Um, It's going to be interesting, I hope. Uh, So without further ado, I'm going to just jump right into it. Welcome to episode 3 of Sue Says. Thank you for joining me. Um, Today I'm going to be talking about the imposter syndrome. So um, before I begin, raise your hands if uh, you've ever felt like you didn't belong or if you've ever walked into a room or gone to a meeting or sat among a group of friends and felt like everyone was talking Greek. Um, Chances are most of you are probably nodding and saying, yeah, I felt that when I mention these instances and that's probably because you're not alone in feeling this way. I read somewhere um, some data that 70% of all young people experience imposter syndrome. Um, 70% is a huge number but somehow I still don't believe that that data is super accurate because um, if I just take into account my own experiences or uh, just conversations I've had with people in my age group or uh, even a couple of years older or a couple of years younger, uh, a lot of people (laughs) have um, experienced or are struggling with the imposter syndrome. So, I mean, I would really say that 95% of people have experienced imposter syndrome and really if they haven't, the 5% which probably haven't, they will experience it at some point in their life. which is, you know, um, kind of sad that a lot of us are going through life feeling like, you know, we don't belong or that we are in a role or in a place where we're not completely ourselves. So um, I, don't, I think that's a very loose definition I'm giving. So I'm just going to read out um, an, a dictionary definition I found of the imposter syndrome to just kind of, you know, sort of understand it better before I continue. So I'm, I'm just reading this out um, in verbatim. So the imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which one doubts one's accomplishments and has a persistent and internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. So, um, yeah, I mean, just imagine, according to data, 70% of us are living with this internal fear that we're going to be exposed as a fraud. That's pretty, pretty scary. 
So um, you would think that, you know, uh, with so many of us experiencing the same feeling, we would be a little bit more, um, I don't know, empathetic towards each other or this feeling would be something that we could really understand. But the thing is, I feel like so many of us feel like we're really alone in this. So um, before I get into the why we feel that way, I just wanted to uh, to sort of touch upon uh, the, the probable reasons why so many millennials and young people are experiencing the imposter syndrome in, today, in today's society. Um, so, I mean, this is all like just my personal opinion based on, um, I, I mean, I've read a lot of articles on this and, you know, I've sort of tried to figure it out. So I'm just like putting two and two together from many places. But also, I mean, just as someone who's been there and done that, I, I'm just kind of weighing in on why I think that this uh, imposter syndrome is so prevalent among young people today. Um, so I think one of the largest factors uh, in this would be the fact that um, we, we, we are very uh, connected all the time online. Um, this generation, and when I'm saying this generation, I mean people who are, say, like 25-ish to, um, you know, maybe 35. So, like, in that decade of people, we are the generation that, um, you know, we, we saw the most exponential changes and advancements in technology um, ever because I think we're the last group of people who remember life before the internet and uh, also we are the generation which is growing with the internet so we've kind of seen the best and the worst of both worlds. Hi and welcome again to episode 3 of Suicide. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about something that most of us have experienced or are probably experiencing right now, the imposter syndrome. So um, before I begin, I'm just going to start with a question. Raise your hands if you feel like or if you've ever felt like you don't belong, um, whether it's in the workspace, whether it's among a group of friends and a conversation you're having, whether it's, uh, you know, just among even your loved ones, like, do you ever feel like you don't belong? Now, um, I think most of us are probably nodding along or, <laughs> I don't know, even raising two hands when I ask these questions because um, I guess most of us really relate to this uh, concept of the imposter syndrome. Uh, I read some data somewhere that, you know, 70% of young people uh, are experiencing or have experienced imposter syndrome. 70% is a really large chunk of us, but I still don't think this data is very accurate. Uh, based on conversations I've had with uh, people my age or people even a little bit older than me or a little bit younger than me, as well as my own experiences, I, I think that at least 95% of us have experienced or are experiencing the imposter syndrome and the other 5% who are yet to experience this will experience this feeling at least once in their life. So um, it's not something that we're experiencing in isolation, but yet it's something that a lot of us are going through in isolation. So uh, 
me me talking about this is is actually just kind of I'm just kind of loosely defining it. If I wanted to give you a tighter, uh, better definition of the imposter syndrome, I'm just going to read out an actual um, dictionary definition of what the imposter syndrome is, just to sort of set context to everything else that we're going to uh, be talking about in today's episode. So, um, according to a dictionary definition, the imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which one doubts one's accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. So yeah, just think about that, you know, 95% of us are living with this persistent internalized fear that we are a fraud. That's a pretty sad thing. And I mean, obviously very scary as well that so many of us feel this way. I mean, that this could be the gateway to a lot of other um, issues with stress and anxiety um, and so on, but you know, more on that later. So uh, before, I mean, I, I just wanted to sort of um, kind of uh, debate or talk about why so many young people today are feeling this way. Uh, and when I'm, so when I'm talking about young people, I'm talking about people say between the ages of 25 to 35, which I think is the most prevalent group um, that is currently being, uh, currently experiencing the imposter syndrome. So, um, I think personally that one of the the largest factors that play a role in this is the fact that we are the generation that saw the most exponential advancements in technology um, in our time. We are the last generation, not the last. I mean, we're the only generation that knows life before the internet and after the internet in the kind of detail that we know. Um, so that also opens itself up to a whole host of other problems. Um, while the internet is an amazing, beautiful thing, a lot of us, um, I think a lot of our insecurities could stem from the fact that we, uh, we're not really trained um, via university or, you know, the the most um, normalized path of education uh, for the careers that we're currently in. Um, take myself, for example, I did my bachelor's in mass communication, but whatever I studied in uh, for my degree is not really uh, current because the scenario in the industry has grown so much thanks to technology and the onset of social media. So uh, in that way, at some point early in my career, especially, I felt like I wasn't trained for the work I'm doing because I see like a lot of younger people come in and they're the generation that does not know life without social media. So, you know, it's just, it's something that they just um, pick up and, and they just live and breathe it, which is a little bit harder for, I think us because, um, we, we, I mean, we had like electronic media and uh, print media subjects in university, uh, but we've gone completely, the world has gone completely digital now. And that was not something that we really trained for. So I think some of our insecurities could stem from that. And uh, I think another thing is also the amount of time we spend on social media, um, not just trying to learn it, but you know, also, just generally for our entertainment, etc. A lot of us are leading dual lives. Um, 
there's the life that we portray on social media, the kind of person that we want to be, or the kind of person we admire. And then there's our real life, which a lot of times is um, not really an accurate representation of what we're showing on social media. So uh, the fact that we're living dual lives, both online and offline, kind of trickles this feeling of fraudulence, I think, into the real world as well. So you would think that with so many of us feeling this way, uh, you know, we could empathize with each other and maybe, you know, overcome this together as a collective community. But that's not the case because a lot of us experiencing the imposter syndrome are experiencing it in isolation. Um, from, I spoke to quite a few people about this and I feel like a lot of people are um, feeling this feeling in isolation. They feel that they're the only one feeling this way and nobody wants to admit that they don't think they're good enough. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of feelings and a lot of insecurities and a lot of other problems which are just kind of, you know, floating floating around inside our human psyche. So this has to be something that's really difficult for each one of us to deal with individually. Um, but, you know, I think one of the key things to kind of overcome this and also to kind of deal with it or learn to live with it is to sort of accept the fact that most probably every single person, the person sitting right next to you, the person uh, you're on the phone with, they probably experience the same thing. So they're probably not doubting you the way you're not doubting them. So um, to just sort of, you know, give a little, uh, like, like a small story of something that I actually experienced was I had um, joined a new company um, and I felt like I, I felt like I got the job by fluke. Um, it, it just sort of fell into my lap. So I thought, okay, you know what? Um, at some point, they're going to realize that they hired me because why would they hire me? Um, and I remember going for um, one of my very first meetings. And I was in this room and I was with a, with a bunch of other people and we were discussing um, something that the company was doing. And everybody uh, had their two cents to give and, every, and everyone... Uh, just seemed to be nodding along and everyone was arguing and counter-arguing and I remember sitting in that room in that meeting room and I'm just looking around at everyone and I'm like oh my god everybody is so smart and I don't belong here and at some point they're going to realize that I don't belong here because I have nothing substantial to contribute um, fast forward to about you know a year and a half in the company and um, we were again in a similar meeting room, brainstorming for a similar idea. And pretty much the same people were in the room. And everyone was pitching in again and, and giving their ideas and put, putting forth their opinions and their thoughts. And I have a pretty good memory. So I'm just, for a second, I'm just like, this feels like deja vu because the last time we were here and the last time we were doing this, they gave the same thoughts. But, you know, maybe A is giving B's thoughts and B is giving A's thoughts. You know, it's just, it was just like a whole mishmash of thoughts. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I can also open my mouth because I remember what we discussed the last time. So I just put forth my opinion as well. And I mean, I think that was for me like that aha moment where I'm like, okay, you know, it seems like a lot of people are just faking it till they make it, which is fine. I mean, it's fine, but 
my my entire problem with this approach of faking it till we make it or you know all of us faking it collectively uh because the job does eventually get done i just think that um this also kind of paves the way for more toxic workplace cultures because um we're constantly competing with each other uh because we feel like we're not good enough so we feel like we've got to put in 200% even at the cost of our personal lives or our health and our mental well-being because that's the only way that we can sort of justify to ourselves and to the people around us in our heads I mean I'm sure the people around us think we belong but you know to justify that we also belong so we put in um you know x amount of hours or you know we we don't feel like we can have a personal life or set boundaries in the workplace because of this feeling of not belonging and it's also like a lot of mental stress so which makes us say yes to things that we don't want to do take projects that we are not quite up to doing um and just not opening our mouths to ask questions because we don't want to come across as not knowing when we start to think of the imposter syndrome in this way i think um it's becoming increasingly clear the magnitude of this problem i know we've been just talking about it from um the organizational standpoint but this is something a feeling that can trickle down into your personal relationships your relationships with your family with your friends with your significant other and just generally your overall mental health and well-being so it's a pretty big thing and it would be easy to say you know in an organization um hr should really work hard and come up with a solution to this or you know um i'm dating or i'm married to so and so person and why doesn't he or she realize this and try to help me overcome it but i feel like change is something that uh we need to do for ourselves that that's something that we have control over um other people's reactions or how other people can contribute to this it's not something in our control so we need to take ownership and accountability of overcoming this uh feeling and i think um one of the ways that we can do this is by asking questions and you know accepting that we don't have to know everything that nobody absolutely nobody in the world knows everything about every single topic there is and if you did that's going to be pretty boring because learning is a really beautiful thing and it's great to keep learning and growing and you know stimulating our minds and all of that stuff um that was a quote that i used to try to live my life by and that it, it's i'm mean, paraphrasing but it's something like you can't soar like an eagle if you choose to run among the turkeys or the chickens or something and i mean i think that's that's something significant that we can think about and that's if you want to reach a certain place or if you want to grow um yourself to a certain level of intellect you you need to sort of be around people like create an environment that stimulates this growth and the problem with all of us not knowing and pretending we know is that we're not stimulating each other and we're not helping each other grow so um if you're hearing this and if you're resonating with it i would say just please try to uh 
remember that everybody is probably in the same boat as, boat as you and um, maybe if one person speaks up someone else might be more comfortable speaking up that they don't know something and um, ask questions you know like don't it's a very Asian thing I feel um, this this ego where we feel like if we're older we should know better and that we should be respected because of our age I feel respect is something that's earned not it doesn't come with age so um, and it's just a conditioning I think that we're brought up with you know that you're the older sibling so you should be a good example to your younger sibling your younger cousins or whoever because you're the older one and we, tr- we tend to bring that into our grown-up adult relationships as well and I think um, we need to let go of that I think earlier in the episode I spoke about how we're the generation that uh, grew into social media as opposed to grew up with social media so there's probably a lot of it that doesn't come as easy to us Microsoft Office comes really easy to us so if that's any consolation yeah you know we're good at some stuff but you know it's okay to um, you know if you meet like a 15 year old blogger who's been doing a great job and creating viral content and all of that it's okay to ask um, him or her, you know, how they did it and be interested and put yourself in the place of a student because that's the only way you're really going to know. Um, I think just, you know, trying to fit in and nod along and try to give tips on how this younger person can grow is, is not going to do either of um, us any good, right? So I think um, that's really it, like the acceptance that we can't really do everything and we don't really have to know anything and uh yeah you know i think when you first start doing this and and it's something that i've made a conscious effort to do as well you know you do face like some setback and you're like okay uh some people might be might you might feel that they're being a little bit judgmental about you and they might be thinking that you don't know a lot and i'm sure that i'm sure it's gonna be there because that is um, a very sad aspect of human nature, right? That we need to put other people down to sort of um, grow ourselves. And it's hard, but I keep telling myself that I want to grow as an individual. I want to grow as a person. And I have this goal that I want to reach. And to reach this goal, I need to admit that I'm wrong, admit that I don't know, admit that maybe, you know, I could learn from someone else and I'm okay with it you know I think that's why mentorship programs um, work really well as well but again if you are in a mentorship program don't or if you are a mentor don't let your ego get in the way because it should be a symbiotic relationship you know we're, we're just trying to exchange information and we're trying to grow and uh, yeah you know that's that that I feel would be the best way to overcome the imposter syndrome and uh, again I'm, I'm no psychologist you know I I'm just speaking completely from experience but yeah and um, it's in our hands you know to to sort of break away from this and um, you know create positive work environments to create happy relationships with friends to be vulnerable with our um, significant others because uh, vulnerability is really one of the most understated uh, beautiful aspects of humanity and I think it's 
you know, just time we embrace it. So, um, yeah, if you're listening, I hope some of this uh, rambling that I've been doing has sort of resonated with you. And I hope that you've got a few key takeaways from this podcast, which you can take into your life and sort of try implementing it and see where it goes from there. Um, Yeah, um, that's just it. And I know I've been speaking a lot about, you know, organizational um, imposter syndrome, but I also wanted to um, sort of very, very briefly touch on, um, because I have a lot of friends who are moms, so I just wanted to say that, you know, that's also like a very real thing from my conversations with new moms, or not even new moms, I think even if, I think even my mom, maybe, she, they feel like they need to know how to do it and they feel like they're letting down their kids if they can't um, you know do everything right and you're constantly comparing yourself to other people um, you know just don't I mean at least you're said and done but every time you scroll to social media just try to keep in mind that it's not an accurate representation of anybody's life so don't make assumptions Everybody is doing the best they can, and we should just continue to be the best we can um, to the best of our abilities and, you know, just sort of take it from there. Um, Yeah, so that's it um, for today's podcast. And if you have any questions, if you want to share your experiences about the imposter syndrome, or if you have any suggestions on how um, we can overcome the imposter syndrome, you know, write to me and you know maybe we can talk about it on the next podcast or um share it with everybody so that all of us can collectively help each other grow so um yeah thank you so much for listening and um i hope you're still around and i hope i didn't bore you too much um until the next episode i'll see you then